Hi, well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me as always is my cousin and fellow nerd, Adria Gutierrez. What is up? <laughs> What's going on, Ange? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> should we tell our listeners we're recording a little differently now due to <laughs> the unforeseeable circumstances of this world? <laughs> yeah, so this, usually we do our potting together we're uh in the same room but today we are doing this via skype uh because of the current social distancing the corona virus so this is all skype talk right here so yeah, <laughs> first we, time we, kids so yeah yeah we follow the rules we're not yeah. rule breakers we're <laughs> rule takers we're followers. yeah yeah <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast to discuss anything and everything within the galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we'll dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. We talk about it. Andrea. What is we, up? We are going to be talking some Clone Wars. So... We are on episodes three and four of the Clone Wars. Uh, so we're going to dive into it, have a little discussion about it, and, and have some fun. Yeah. So uh, real quick, what I'll do um, is I'll do the kind of quick synopsis of each episode, and then you and I will uh, dive dive into it. Obviously, if you got some thoughts on the episode, jump in. Uh, but the first episode... From episode three uh, is called "On the Wings of Curdex." So, like, uh, doesn't yeah. it sound like the title of like an '80s rock song? <laughs> That's a fair assessment. <laughs> like almost like Journey could sing that song. "On the Wings of Curdex," I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. I didn't even think of it that way. Um, but okay, so in episode two, real quick, uh, last we see in the Bad Batch and Rex, they are on Skako Minor trying to um, figure out who is sending these messages to the Separatists. And what they find out, it was Echo himself who was in the stasis chamber. And that's how kind of episode two left us is that the Rex. And Tech found him in a room, uh, got him out of the stasis chamber. So episode three picks up right where that left off. And obviously we find uh, find all the whole crew, the Bad Batch, Rex, Anakin, Echo, all in the room where, they, where uh, Tambor was keeping uh, Echo. And they are slowly being surrounded by the droids and and tambor himself uh so they finally yeah go ahead you know like there were like two other tambors in there not actual tambors but it was kind of cool to see that like he had little guys like partners that looked just like him Yeah, the Union, the Techno Union is what they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's two other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so, so what happens is they kind of they shut the doors into get into that room, and one of the techno miners, it might have been Tambor, I believe it is Tambor, uh, sends a little like ball droid that shoots out lightning. Um, so 
what they do though is Echo because has access to the Techno Union ba- uh, database. He knows that they can escape through the ventilation. Um, so luckily they all get out before the uh, little lightning bomb thing comes into the room. So uh, they all start going through the ventilation shaft and. Anakin asks Echo if he knows a way out and Echo says yes but you're not going to like it so mm-hmm. what they do is he, and find out is that the only way out is across a, a beam that goes to another uh, another building that has a landing pad so, one of the um, most epic mm-hmm. shots ever in Clone Wars was this whole scene like the just the mm-hmm. animation of the beam the um the the techno union droids like coming up from the other side, the sky in the background. It was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, that was great. No, that's, uh, that's a really good call. That's a great, some great animation in this, uh, in this shot, in that shot. So they, uh, obviously kind of like you were saying, they start crossing the beam, but then both sides have the, uh, battle droids, which are kind of new looking. Yeah. I don't know if you, I think we mentioned that before, but yeah, they're they're new, kind of new looking uh, battle one droids. So, so uh, they're fending them off uh, as best they can. And then Tech, though, this is cool. I love Tech. Tech is probably one of my new favorite guys. Yeah. Tech recorded the sounds of the Kyrdex, which were the creatures that the Poltex were flying on. Right. So he recorded their sound, and what he did was played it, and then a uh, bunch of those creatures came in, and they all jumped on the back of them, and they started, and they got, they escaped. But what was funny is that some of the battle droids then turned into like flying droids, which was kind of cool. Again, different, haven't seen them yet. Uh, so they're following them back to the village of the Poltex, and they get, they get there. And then they realize that the droid army is going to start, is going to head towards that village. And the Poltex aren't too happy about it uh, because in the previous episode, they told Rex and, you know, Anakin that they didn't want the war coming to their village. Well, they brought it and they, they broke their promise according to the, the Poltec leader. So right. Rex does a really good job is able to convince the Poltec leader that you know standing with them is better than uh, uh, in fighting against the techno union is better than not fighting at all so they are able to uh, stand and fight against the droid army that does come and get them uh, the droid army has again the flying bees the flying bee droids and these really cool looking walkers yeah uh, that are like huge like uh, uh, sphere balls with like, like spider legs on it uh, so they are able to defeat him and get away though. And the last kind of shot we see in episode three is of Rex telling Echo, you know, like he's, you know, he's back and, you know, it's going to be like old times. And then there's that shot kind of Echo where he was like, yeah. And he kind of paused. He's like, just like old times. So yeah, kind of leaves you with a little kind of curiosity. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so that goes into uh, episode four, and episode four is called "Unfinished Business." Could so also this be is another uh, name yeah. to an '80s rock song, "Unfinished Business." <laughs> yes, it could. It could. It could be the sequel to the "On the Wings of Kyrdek Is yeah. "Unfinished Business." 
<laughs> the yeah. follow-up the follow-up song from the 80s rock band that we will have <laughs> um so all right so episode four unfinished business uh the team uh is back on annex and we have obviously anakin windu kenobi bad batch rex uh, all trying to figure out a new plan since now they're able to uh you know since echo isn't there to give them the counterattack strategy uh now they are planning to you know go on the go on the attack themselves and echo obviously chimes in to say he can help because now he since he has access to the techno union and the separatist database he can you know he can be a real asset um mm-hmm. now some of the some of them are hesitant about him uh maybe they're a little leery if of his loyalty i know uh, especially some of the bad batch so um but he has a really good plan and he tells uh what the plan is is that obi obi-wan and windu are going to take soldiers to retake the assembly complex and then while they're doing that, Anakin, Rex, Echo, and the Bad Batch are going to go to uh, Admiral Trench's Dreadnought that's above Annex and, and try to shut everything down from within that as well. So uh, it's a good plan. Sounds like a good plan. So this is what they do. Uh, so they get Echo. Uh, they're able to get Echo into Trench's ship uh, with the a little kind of cool thing how echo his arm now is kind of a robot like uh input drive yeah. type thing kind of yeah, like, kind of how like r2 yeah and chopper yeah 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 perfect so um so he's able to kind of trick the droids into thinking that their ship is actually a uh one of their ships so they get on and then uh, um they are able to get Echo plugged into Trench's ship and send out a, a fake counterattack to Trench because at the same time, um, Obi and Windu are heading towards the assembly plant and they are, uh, you know, entering it and all the droids are kind of converging to that area now. Uh, so Trench wanted a kind of a counterattack strategy to this. And what they did was Echo sent it, but they had it with Tech's help. They had it made it look like it was coming from Skako Minor. So then they wouldn't know that they're in Trench's ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Trench, so then Echo sends a sends the plans. And what the plan is is to send basically all the reinforcements to this assembly plant to kind of overrun the Jedi. So that's the plan, and Trench Trench agrees with it. So that's what they do. But what Echo what Echo's going to do at the same time is though, when they're all in that complex, he's going to send a pulse surge. What he does is sends a pulse surge to overload all the droids in the complex, so then they all shut down. So that's what happens. So it seems like all the plane is going well and everything's going to, you know, they're going to come out victorious. But what happens is Trench decides to change the plans, and what he does is he activates a bomb that's inside the complex. So now they have to try to deactivate the bomb. Um, Anakin goes and heads to Trench himself to try to to have him deactivate it, uh, while Echo's trying to um, get the code because Windu now is at the site of the bomb, and he's trying to disengage it as well. So Echo's trying to help him at the same time, but. Unfortunately, they find out that Echo is on the uh, on the ship, so they send like a pulse surge to him, and he gets knocked out. So now 
Anakin is there with Trench, which I love this whole scene. Uh, oh, he's over there with Trench, yeah. So Echo was able to give Windu the uh, all but one number. So Anakin, in, uh, Anakin, in his very Anakin way, is able yeah. to convince Trench to give it to give the code to deactivate the bomb. Uh, he does, and then um, so then. <laughs> Trench tries to, which is really, this is the one of my favorite parts of the show, uh, was Trench trying to shock Anakin when he was telling telling Mace the code and that everything, you know, that they were good to go. He tries to shock Anakin with his, like, little, like, cane or whatever, and Anakin, like, kind of gets shocked, but he gets through it, and then he pulls his lightsaber out and kills Admiral Trench. Yeah. So... Nice knowing you, Animal Trench, and that's how you die, and that's okay by me. Uh, so then the Anakin and the Bad Batch and Echo are all able to get off the ship. Um, but before Anakin left, he got the detonator for Trench's ship, and he gave it to Wrecker to blow nice. up. So they blew up the ships, the entire uh, fleet that was by uh, Trench's Dreadnought, all disappear, so they are able to take over Nexus and uh, kind of restore their facilities. So, but I love the ending of this because, you know, obviously they get accolades and uh, many thanks from Windu and Obi Wan, uh, them being the Bad Batch and Echo and Rex. So, you know, the they're all gonna go get medals, as I think Anakin or uh, as I think Obi Wan or Mace said. Uh, that, you know, they're going to go to like a little ceremony now. And the Bad Batch, you know, stayed behind and Echo turned to them and was like, oh, you, are, you guys aren't going to go? And they're like, no, that's not us. We don't do it for the accolades. We do it for the glory and the fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at that moment, you could tell that Echo kind of realized that maybe his path isn't what it was before. And then mm-hmm. Rex kind of noticed it too, because then Rex and Echo had a conversation about, you know, he has uh, that Rex told Echo that he has to kind of follow his own path and that if it's not, you know, with Rex anymore, then Rex understands. And as Rex is walking away, he stops and looks back and he sees Echo walking with the Bad Batch to their ship. And he then they kind of just give the uh, the salute to each other. So very cool moment, in my opinion, that they get. So Echo has, you know, officially maybe officially joined the Bad Batch. So, really cool way to end episode four. So, that is episode three and episode four of The Clone Wars. Andrea, overall thoughts, what would you think? Uh, I love the way it finished up. And I, I enjoyed both of those episodes very much. They were exciting. They made me feel like a kid. You know, I, I, w- I had the feeling of, like, excitement, like, watching them. And I think, remember, I texted you after the third about how Anakin really got to like go nuts in in the third one when they did that battle. <laughs> you call, did you call him a drama queen? I think, or what did you say about him? <laughs> yeah, it's dramatic. He's always drama. It's Skywalker. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> it was so great. Yeah, that was um, that. Yeah. Yeah, I um I enjoyed uh, all of like the techno union. I liked their droids. I loved all of that. I feel like that's something we've never really had any type of like access to. So I thought that that was all really great. 
Um, and I also liked how behind all of that, the techno union didn't really tell the separatists that they lost their, um, their algorithm that, you know, that they ended up losing echo. They were trying to keep that from them because they didn't want to like, you know, break ties with them or, or whatever. Cause I mean, they were still trying right. to, um, like tell trench even up until the end, like this is algorithm and when that wasn't even true. So I love the return of Admiral Trench. I love the clicking noise. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm gonna miss the. I'm gonna miss the Bad Batch. What about you? Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. I mean, do we see them again? Do we not? I think that's a really good question. And you know, I hope we see them again. I I, I could see a. A situation where we do see them, maybe at the siege, siege of Mandalore. Oh, yeah. And I th- think, yeah, I think with them and Echo and Ahsoka uh, and Rex, I think it'd be, I think we could see it. I do. I, I think we could see them coming back. I, if they don't, they don't. And that's fine. Because I, I kind of, the, 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 the four episode arc of those guys was great. I loved it. Um, it was enough for me, you know. Um, I I dug it. I liked the new characters. But I mean, if they if they don't show up again, I, I'd be okay with it. What about you? Yeah, I I'd be okay with it. But I think since we're like so late in the game, I feel a little invested into them. And I want to know what happens with them in Order sixty six. You know, like do they survive it? Does it actually affect them? You know, things like that. So not that do they survive it or do they like turn? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that no, that's a really good point, because um, if you watch the um, animatronic uh, version of this before, you know, obviously before Clone Wars came back, they had this this arc, you know, and at the end, uh, yeah, at the end, uh, it was uh, it was Brad from uh, Friends Friends of the Force. So shout out to him. I saw that he tweeted this, and it was the animatronic version of it, and it was the end scene of you know Echo going with the Bad Batch, and the music in that it ended with a little bit of the. Uh, uh, imperial, imperial, uh, the imperial music. Oh, really? So, like, like was, was foreshadowing, that like, yeah. yeah, maybe. So that would be interesting. Like, I, like, what if they were? I think you and I have kind of talked about this. What if that's what you know? What if they obviously were working, unbeknownst to them? What if they were working for, you know, uh, for Palpatine and? For you know the separatist kind in a way, and not really for the Repu- you know the republic. Right. It'd be interesting. I mean, I, I, they, maybe, maybe I don't know. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I think we brought that up the last time we did a recap when uh, who was it? Rex asked them like who they answered to, and they weren't really clear on that. So that's always you know we right. thought that could be a possibility that they were going to be somehow linked or had an alliance with uh you know the the future empire or you know palpatine or the separatist or however you want to see it so confusing Mm -hmm. i get so confused sometimes (laughs) i'm like wait which timeline am i in i can sometimes i'm like man what timeline am i in 
What has happened? <laughs> but that would be very interesting because I, I, I really do want to see them again. I mean, if we like, I said, it'd be cool. But like right now, at like how it ended these first four episodes, I'm okay with now. You know, now we kind of move on, and maybe we get to the more of the the meat and potatoes of this of the season. I'm so, ready for. I am ready for meat and potatoes, which I would also like to yeah. call Ahsoka and Maul. Ahsoka and Maul are the meat and potatoes, and I would like to get to them. Yep. Yeah, we're getting there. So, but so now here's here's a thought, and I'll get your opinion on this. So, the first, you know, obviously, first four episodes it was all about the, you know, the Bad Batch and kind of the uh, that this whole uh, group. So, t- to me, I thought maybe, maybe. Now, it's not not to say that I didn't like episodes, you know, two and three separately. I think you might have might have been able to kind of combine those together. What what do you think? I mean, I liked it. I like how they had both episodes. Two was great on its own. Three was great on its own. But I feel like you could you could have almost put them together in a way. What do you think? Yeah, you could have. And and two, there are some parts of you know them getting to to echo that kind of seemed a little bit like pulled. I don't want to say like it was like dragged out, but they kind of just like were pulled a little bit longer. Like think of like a piece of toffee. Mm -hmm. I must be hungry because I keep talking about food. (laughs) Think of like a piece of toffee (laughs) being pulled. Like those were those scenes in two and episodes two and episodes three. But what was cool about it is when people are going to think I'm so weird when it's being pulled like toffee. It was probably the most beautiful animation I've seen in Clone Wars. Mm. Like those um, fight scenes in two, those um, those aerial scenes in three were honestly breathtaking. And I don't want to sound like super dramatic because mm-hmm. I know it's just a cartoon, but they were absolutely fantastic to look at. No, I agree. Yeah, the animation was great, especially in those two episodes. Uh, you know, especially like you said, that shot of them walking across the beam was amazing, yeah. and that was awesome. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah, I mean it. It was it was good. It was good. I mean, could you? I mean, uh, yeah, maybe you could have combined it, but I think I liked how they how they kind of like you're saying dragged it out, not dragged it out, but they stretched it out a little bit. Yeah, um, pulled, it made like it made for a coffee con- pull. Yeah. Yeah. Not so coffee. but they made it happy. Oh, <laughs> but they made it into a nice story still though. Like where both episodes were still good and necessary and it really kind of gave you a more complete picture instead of maybe maybe if they did combine them they would have maybe rushed it. Maybe we didn't get some of the the cool like you're saying the cool fight scenes and whatnot because I loved in that in that uh third episode like we were saying, when they were battling with the Poltex, yeah. that was some great stuff. I mean, yeah. with Anakin and him jumping on to the walk, that spider sphere walker thing, um, and being all Skywalker dramatic about it. It was awesome. I mean, that was some really good animation. And I've enjoyed the animation so far. It, it, it's it been great. I don't know about, I don't know about Drew, but I, I've, I've been really digging the animation so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think it's like the best that we've seen. Um, I feel like it even kind of surpasses a little bit of because uh, Rebels had some awesome looking uh, animation as well. Mm-hmm. The stuff in season seven is just outstanding. Yeah, it's it's up there because I, I and I agree with you. Rebels has some of the best 
animation and season seven is is getting up there for me um but i think i like in so i want to kind of jump this to episode four so when we see anakin kind of uh go after trench you get that little bit just like you we kind of you and i've been talking about what clone wars does good is it gives you those little pieces of anakin tapping into the dark side you know so when trench kind trench kind of called his called him out and said you know you're a jedi you're not going to do anything and he when he cuts his his arm off and anakin's like that's not me i was like wow all right that's we're going there and i like it though because this is getting to the point where he does turn you know so we're getting those little pieces of uh of of actions that aren't jedi like you know even more so now because the you know because as we know at the end of at the end of this we know what happens but you know it's it's cool to see an animation and to continue this whole you know his kind of his path towards the towards the dark side what do you think yeah i i love when they um enter like just like you said where they give us those little tastes and those little glimpses of anakin kind of almost being like fed up with like what's going on you know he's like at mm-hmm. his limit he's mm-hmm. almost like he is getting ready to break and i don't think he necessarily recognizes that he's doing it either he's kind of almost just like it's almost instinctual to him like he like trench wants the mouth off to him and say like oh man that's not what jedi do he's he's so what's the word i'm looking for he's so defiant and so full of anger that is just built mm-hmm. built and built up with him that when he kills trench or what was that other guy that he killed in front of obi-wan what was that one part in the couple uh, oh god i know you're talking about yeah in like season three or four yeah, yeah i know yeah, you're talking about he, it, it he was gonna pull like, the ship yeah <laughs> he no longer it doesn't feel like it's it's like a rule a jedi rule that was broken he he, he doesn't like conform to the rules the jedi rules he's like beyond that he believes his power is greater than that that's what's scary about it is to see that he goes to those places and he doesn't seem to regret them or to have like second thoughts over about them yeah no that's a good point because i mean at this point you know if you kind of think about it in a in a whole as a whole right now at this moment you know at one point his his master lied to him and the council kind of lied to him about, you know, when Obi-Wan went undercover. So that, that was kind of, you know, one thing that probably got to him a lot. Um, and then when Ahsoka went through her trial yep. and he felt that the Jedi weren't, you know, uh, backing her up, he kind of, you know, again, just another thing that the Jedi did that he didn't agree with. And then you can always, you know, add into those conversations that him and Palpatine probably have had uh, in close quarters or that we've, you know, we've seen throughout Clone Wars. And it's just the, you know, the manipulation is just all part of it. So, yeah, he's probably at the point to where, like, he's fed up. You know, he's fed up. He wants to go see Padme because he loves her and that's his, you know, that's his wife. So he's probably like, I want to end this. And this is the way he, you know, how, you know, what's 
the best way to do it. You know, he's following his anger and anger leads to fear. And we know that, you know, we know the whole saying. So yeah. it's interesting to see how, you know, he is, you know, it it's developed from, you know, from these little moments throughout the show and it, you know, and it, and it, and the climax is at, you know, in the revenge, revenge of the Sith, you know, with the betrayal and, uh, cutting off of Windu's hand and everything. So it, it is. I mean, this is it's great animation. I can't wait to see, you know, the rest of the season. Uh, but I, 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 I like where we're going. I'm, but like kind of you and I have talked about, I'm ready for the meat and potatoes now. I'm ready for Ahsoka, for Maul, for all of it. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, I am too. You know, it's funny what I was thinking about when you were talking about, um, you know, like Obi-Wan and Anakin and all of that. I was watching episode four with my mother, like I do. And uh, she, when Obi-Wan and Anakin were like, I don't know, they were having like banter back and forth with each other in episode four. And my mom goes, I can't believe they fight um, eventually. And I thought that that was so... Um, amazing to see someone who is a casual fan that seeing Revenge of the Sith that never really felt that feeling of wow these guys really were connected and were friends and I can't believe it came to that to where they they fight um, at the end of the Revenge of the Sith I just thought it was like the coolest moment and I was glad that that realization happened with her from watching Clone Wars you know that mm-hmm. that show added to the Star Wars cinematic. Um, you know, experience that she had. Thought it was awesome. Yeah, no, and it's when you and I have talked about it before. The Clone Wars, what it does best is that it expands on the the story of Anakin, obviously, but more so, you know, those two of Anakin and of Obi Wan, their relationship, their friendship, and how that whole, you know, how it all came to be and how it all fell apart. Yeah. And that is cool because I don't think, again, if you were, if you were just a movie goer, you could, you know, you could still, you know, the movies kind of still show you how, you know, front how, how, how close they were. You know, you still yeah, get but, that. You yeah, like Master that. But with Clone way. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you get that. But now with Clone Wars, it, it just hits it harder. And now, now that we're getting closer to the end. Now it's really going to hit because like you're saying, these little casual conversations that they have, you know, this banter back and forth, just kind of like you talked about, it just hits you harder. Like, man, they're good. They're going to duel. They are going to fight after all that, after what they've all, what they've been through, what those guys have been through together. This is how it's going. You know, we know the end and that's kind of a cool, that's kind of a, a surreal kind of a surreal thing for us star wars fans because we know the end it's not Uh like this is you know this isn't like oh we're anticipating where what's going to happen you know we don't know we do know we know how this ends and we're still watching this because we want to see it like it's so it's so (laughs) cool and it's awesome and this is again this is what clone wars does best i mean this is this is what it does it kind of like you said it enhances the the theatrical experience ten times better, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, any kind of last thoughts on anything that popped out on you uh, with the with, with uh, episodes three or four? 
anything else that kind of stood out? Any uh, any little moments that uh, connected with you? I do think Wrecker was my favorite now going through um, the entire arc. I will pick Wrecker as my favorite for the Bad Batch because uh, I just loved his enthusiasm. I'll say it that way. He was awesome. Yeah, I, I liked Wrecker. I gotta go with, so if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I liked them all. I think you and I can, you and I have talked about that. They're all cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Crosshair, they're all, you know, they're unique and they're they're awesome in their own way. But if I had, if I did have to pick one, I had to go with Tech. I think Tech, tech is cool just because of what he was able to do in, you know, uh, the little, the, he was kind of the smart, the smart one, but also you know, he was a heck of a fighter too. So it was kind of a cool combination for me. I liked, uh, I liked tech a lot as well. So, yeah, but that's a tough question. That's a really, cause I mean, you could, and again, we don't know what's going to happen with these guys. Like, are they going to come back? I, I it's going to be interesting. I, it's going to be interesting. What do you, I mean, what do you, what's your prediction on them coming back? Like what, if you had to put a, a percent, if you had to guess, what, what's, what's your odds of them coming back? Um, my heart says yes, but my head says no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, if you had to put like, uh, uh no, nope. an odds, like 50, 50, you, know, you, you want to put it 50, 50, nope. all right, 50, 50, yeah. I'll go, I'll go 70%. We see them again. Oh, I do. I think, I think it's up there. I do. It might not be like it's not it might not be like uh a huge a huge like you know like they're in a couple episodes but I could see them showing up maybe in the last uh last episode like I said especially on the siege of Mandalore I can see it I can see it. it's going to be it. interesting though it, no okay we'll I'm going to give you a hard no now yep hard hard no hard yeah. no all right that's fair that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'll take that. All right. All right. Uh, again, la- anything last thoughts, pal, before we get into Ask the Gals? No, I don't think so. All right. Good. All right. So that was our recap of episodes three and four. Uh, so next week we uh, will get our bloodline uh, recap review out so that will be our next episode after this then after that we'll do episodes uh, 5 and 6 which uh, should be the start of the Ahsoka uh, the Ahsoka comeback so that's going to be very exciting I'm very excited to get to those episodes so uh, but now let's get to ask the gals ask the gals hashtag ask the gals alright so Got a couple I love questions. Abigail. I just want to say that real quick. I love it. <laughs> it is fun. We get some really fun questions. So I mean, we appreciate you guys. All right. So our first question comes from Martin Mead on Martin. Twitter. All right. So his question is this. Your favorite Jedi, scavenger, bounty hunter, and Imperial. If you have any of the above. Uh, do you read the Marvel comic series? And if so, do you have a favorite character from them? And also, do you have a favorite lightsaber slash Star Wars weapon? Oof. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So let's do this. All right. So favorite Jedi, scavenger, bounty hunter, and Imperial. Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, favorite Jedi, I will go with... 
I'll go with Kanan. Well, yeah, he's a Jedi. I'll say it. I Kanan knew here. you were. I knew you were going to go with Kanan. I just had this really I strong feeling. I reached out with the Force, <laughs> and I knew you were going to say Kanan Jarrett. You're going to go with Kanan. I love Kanan yep. Jarrett. Uh, so I'll go Kanan. Uh, scavenger, I guess Ray. I mean, I don't really know any other scavengers. Sorry, <laughs> but Ray's cool scavenger. Uh, bounty hunter, I gotta go with IG88. He's really cool. Ooh, favorite Imperial. I'll go uh, Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. What about Dang. you, Ange? Man, you took like three of mine. <laughs> <laughs> we can, you can say the same. I don't care. All right, so um, favorite Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is my favorite. Good one. Favorite. It's a good one. Scavenger. Uh, I'm trying to think like back if there's like a like someone that hung out and on Tatooine most likely. No, I guess Ray. Ray would have to be it. All right. Yeah. Uh, bounty hunter. Who's your favorite bounty hunter? Bounty hunter. I like. I like Bosk because I like his toes in The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> nice. And then Imperial. What's your favorite Imperial? Oh, heck yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn is great. Yeah, I like him. Thrawn. Yeah, he got to go Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. And then uh, do you read any of the Marvel comic series? And if so, do you have a favorite character from them? Um, I'm trying to think. I read. I mean, I've read some of the the comics. I mean, honestly, I'll go with Doctor Afria. Great character yeah. from the comic series that we have not seen yet. So, uh, Doctor Afria for me. And then favorite lightsaber. I'm gonna go with. Ooh, uh, I'll go with Windu, just because I like it's purple. I like the purple. I'll go mm. with Windu's lightsaber. Hmm. All right, me. So, any any yeah, any favorite character from the uh, comics, and what's your what's your weapon of choice, pal? Favorite character from I don't have a favorite character from the comics, but I did read the. What's uh oh? I read the the Kanan Jarrus one, which I thought was pretty dang awesome. Did you ever read that one? Oh, I got to read it now. I'll have to read it. It'll be on my list. That is a must read. Okay. Okay. So I like that. Um, lightsaber. Darth Maul. I would say Darth Maul's lightsaber. Well, his in uh, Phantom Menace. I think that when nice. we saw the double-bladed lightsaber in the Phantom Menace for the first time on Naboo, it was like the coolest, one of the coolest moments of my life. It was life-changing. Agreed. Agreed. It was cool. Double-bladed lightsaber was just amazing. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Next question comes from Conversations. Pat and Charles. Uh, they ask: When novels, comics, books, movies include characters from other story arcs, do you see it distraction? Do you see it as a distraction or as an enhancement of the fabric of Star Wars? Ooh, deep Ooh, question. Fabric, I like. fabric of our lives. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I, I love when they do, when these books and comics or movies include characters from other story arcs. I like it. I like it. As long as they're not, you know, overshadowing like new characters. Like you and I have talked about with the High Republic. Like, 
right now the characters that we know that could be in that that we are familiar with are Maz, Yoda, and then uh, Baby Chewie at this point. Mm-hmm. So as it'd be cool to see them, you know, show up in the in the comics or books or novels within the High Republic. Um, but as long as they don't, you know, like distract, as they said, distract from the uh, the overall story of these new characters, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I love it. I like kind of seeing when it all comes together, you know, because eventually, I mean, kind of going to Clone Wars, we know from the trailer that we see a baby Kanan, Jairus. Like, that's awesome. I love it. So what do you think? Yeah, Yeah, I always love the sprinkle. The sprinkle of, um, you know, intertwining these stories and bringing a little piece of this into a little piece of that. Like you said, when it becomes, like, do I think it's ever a distraction? No, I don't think we've gone that far. Where it will be interesting Mm -hmm. to see if it becomes a distraction is if they bring Boba Fett into the Mandalorian, then that will be like the deciding factor if they can just sprinkle it or completely turn it over into a new story and it becomes kind of distracting. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I, yeah, that's an interesting thought because I honestly, I'm of the, I'm of the thought process that we will see Boba in the Mandalorian. I do. And I think because of how season one went, I don't see him as a distraction. Again, though, it depends on, like you're kind of saying, though, I agree. It depends on how the use of it, like, yeah. is is it is, is he saturating it or is it like you're saying sprinkled in and it fits the story and it all and it all and it all plays well. It's a it's a good point. But ooh, that would be I think that I think you bring up a really good point. If he if Boba Fett does show up in Mandalorian, as I suspect for me. I think how how they do it will be telling. I I agree with that for sure. Do you yeah. think Boba will show up? Side question. Do you think he'll show up in the Mandalorian? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I agree. I agree. I'm always wrong. All right. Never. So our last question. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> We're both Fair. wrong. <laughs> Let's no. just be honest. <laughs> Let's be all right. So the bad batch is going to show up at the end of Clone Wars because I just gave a hard no on it. So (laughs) I'll hold you to that one, too. (laughs) All right. So our last question comes from the Scarif Scarif podcast. So row and the boys. All right. Row. All right. So the question is, how would you react if Lucasfilm said no more movies we're only doing disney plus shows now what's your reaction to that andrea if lucasfilm said no more movies we're only doing disney plus tv shows right now within i'll give it like a five-year timeline i would be cool with it and i'm going to tell you why because fresh in my memory is that i am enjoying the rise of skywalker immensely at home Way more than I enjoyed it at the movie theater. I don't know what it is about mm-hmm. watching Star Wars at home. And 
and watching Star Wars in a movie theater. It's, there's just something really different about it. And I think it's because when we grew up, we watched Star Wars at home mainly. We watched it on VHS. We watched it on HBO. So watching it at home just has this mm-hmm. better feel. So for a little bit, just getting Star Wars streamed to my home TV, that sounds absolutely awesome. Now, I know like going down into the future, we'll say like five years, 10 years, Yes, I would love to see the big screen again, just to have that experience with an audience and and people and the hype right. and all of that. But for right now, I truly do enjoy watching Star Wars at home. That's an interesting point that you bring up about Tross. Do you, so you found it more enjoyable at the at home over a theater? Yeah, like I found myself like getting chills and like goosebumps and like really getting the feels like when I was watching it, it just felt different. I didn't feel overwhelmed by it. I guess I didn't feel like I needed to have some sort of like expectation because I was just like casually watching it and it actually hit me a little bit harder. I, I mean, I, and I kept saying it like out loud. My kids probably wanted to kill me. I was like, watching Star Wars at home is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, though. You can't get better. You really can't get any better than that. Um, so, yeah, my if if Lucasfilm said there are no more movies, only Disney Plus. I mean, that would. Yeah, if it was if it was just for like a short period of time, I'm fine with that, too. Um, but I do, I like going, just like you, I like going to the theater and see and experiencing Star Wars on the big screen, though, too, at the same yeah. time. So as long as they do come back to it, I'd be fine. But if, if they said basically, like, no, no, no movies at all, we're just sticking everything to Disney Plus, I'd be a little bummed. I'll be honest, I would be bummed if, if that was the case. But um, obviously I don't, I don't foresee that the case, but that's an interesting question by, uh, Roe and the Scarif podcast. But yeah, I would go with, um, I'd be, I'd be okay with it as long as I knew that maybe down the road they were going to come back. But if it was like, you're kind of saying, if it was a short, a short one, a short kind of, we're taking a little break from the movies. I'd be okay with that as yeah. long as we know they're coming back. So all right, anything else, pal? Last thoughts? I mean, the way that uh, this world is going, that might be our only option. We might we might never go to the movie theater ever again. Let's hope That's not. Fair. That is... And I don't want to make light fair. of the situation because yeah. it is super serious. Um, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, what I get you, though, I mean, hey, we, we, we are in wild times, kids. Wild I was at, times. So. I was at work today, and they were like, Oh, do you think um you'll be able to do this for me tomorrow? I was like, if we work tomorrow, and they were like, wait, what? And I was like, <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying. Don't really. It's know. a it's, it, yeah, it's a minute by minute thing here, people. So, but yeah, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this enjoy this podcast. I know maybe a lot of you are. Uh, working from home or unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately unworking. So hopefully listening to us kind of brings you a little bit of joy and happiness that we can bring to you. So, uh, yep. So I think obviously stay safe for everybody and, uh, you know, stay home if you have to, if you can, uh, and yeah, just keep listening to our podcasts <laughs> for sure. All yeah. right. So you can follow, uh, 
Yeah, interact with us on Twitter. You know, we uh, ask the gals all that stuff when we put when Lauren puts polls up, all that stuff because um, we like hearing from our listeners. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. All right. So, if you guys, thanks for listening to us. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, please follow us. Uh, we are at The Galactic Pod on Twitter. You can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Loro Nose. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2 Stop at Twitter, on Twitter, Twitter, somewhere. <laughs> it made that force be with you. <laughs> Always. Always.